G'day, y'all. Welcome to the next episode of Watch and Wine, where we do what we do best, which is watch films, drink wine, and then wine about them. My name is Chris, and joining me today is C. I'm really excited. This was one that <laughs> I was ready to, to watch with you. So before we get into the movie, we thought about, you know, getting to know each other more, <laughs> or the audience know us more, that we start each episode with a story time. Fucking love story time. Story time. Story time. <laughs> okay. So tell me about your first memorable movie experience or like the first movie you ever remember watching in the cinema. Okay, so two of mine, I think, really described me as a person. <laughs> so I have two memories. One is the first movie I ever saw at the cinema. And then the second one is the first movie I ever saw with friends at the cinema. So the first one I ever saw was when Star Wars got remastered and came out. Shocker. My dad took my sister and myself. And I was like, what is this magical thing? Star Wars, A New Hope. And then... The second one is when I went with friends. We saw Jurassic Park 2. Love it. (laughs) And I'd seen Jurassic Park 1, but I kind of feel like I didn't really know what was going on because it was like I watched it at home or something. And the second one, I was absolutely terrified the whole time because there's like dinosaurs trying to eat a teenager in it. It's scary. (laughs) Yeah. So There's a lot of ah moments. Yes, lots. And lots of people getting eaten like a lot. So they're my two, but I really feel like they have set up my personality for life. And, like, the movie genres I like, like, sci-fi, dinosaurs, aliens, you know. I don't know if mine, like, set up me. I mean, you can tell me after I tell you. (laughs) I I don't know. I haven't thought about it psychologically. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of relationship was in this film? (laughs) So then, yeah, mine are the first one I think I think was my first one was Anastasia. The animated one. So it's like the one with the chick and she had like short brown hair. Mm-hmm. And she got like kidnapped or something. <laughs> and she was a princess and she didn't remember who they she was. Okay. And then, yeah, whole thing. Yeah, not I a huge one, one. Not a Disney one. No big deal. Um, my biggest like story that I can kind of remember from like one of my earlier experiences was when we went to the movies all the time, like middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to go see a rated R movie. And this rated R movie was not another teen movie. Oh, probably God. one of Chris Evans' first. That's like the one. America. It was like when they were doing spoofs all the time. Yes. It was like they started with the making not fun another of them. scary movie and it had like ripped off Scream and all that stuff. And it was one of those ones. Yes. And he and, had like the whipped cream boobs. And, and like he, he was also terrible at acting at I'm that sure. point. I don't yeah. know if he's. I'm sure improved. they all were in that movie. But yes. Yeah. He was not great yeah so nor was he as attractive as he is now no yeah he was still like i think hot to me then but now looking back i wouldn't probably be no i feel like he definitely peaked in captain america but we can discuss that another time yes but like he wasn't like it was like a jock look which is not Not our thing Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. so i was in high school or middle school i don't even really remember but not 17 wanted to go see a rated r movie <laughs> and this is when you had to have a ticket to even get to where the movie theaters were and we lied and said that our friend's mom was in a theater and we really needed to talk to her and then we walked in and then we just bolted it into the movie theater and went to like the very back row but halfway through a like movie attendant came in with a flashlight <laughs> and we almost shit our pants. We were like in the back row just like he's looking for us. We were convinced. Don't know if he was. He didn't find us if he was looking for us. But 
other than that, it was really fun, and I thought it was such a badass. Did you pay for your ticket to, like, whatever movie you were seeing? Did you pay for it? I think you had to have a ticket to even, like, get in. But then why were you, like, bullshitting to get past them? Wouldn't you just, like, walk into the wrong cinema? Were you naughty and not supporting the Well, maybe, the like, the ticket industry? we got... Maybe it was, like, an impulse, like, we got this ticket and it was on the other side because it was, like, two sides. And I think to uh, get to our side, like, what we had wasn't... On that side. That okay. side. And Unless so like, we did just totally... I don't remember that part of the story. I feel so like I don't you're think a bad girl in high school. Not I that didn't, bad. I didn't know you that then, but, like, you were naughty. So I feel like you snuck in without in paying. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, I think you're one of those people. I've never done that because I'm an angel and I support <laughs> films. You, on the other hand, I think is a teenager. I had some given who I think you went with. Bad crowd. Yeah, wrong bad crowd. crowd. Wrong crowd. Wrong, wrong crowd. crowd. Yeah, bad influence. So, Not my fault. Their fault. One hundred percent. Like yeah. you are the angel here. Oh yes, always. So this week we have a bit of an oldie. Um, we do think this one originally came out in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I first saw it. Yes, yeah. I've seen this. Yeah, so C seems to see all these really old ancient movies. Not ancient, <laughs> I'm joking. All the oldies. It's true, though. It's but true. we were watching it, and it's obviously been remastered into color because there was lots of things. See, I think you were surprised by because you're like, wait, that's the color of the dress. <laughs> yeah, and it was just very bright, and it just definitely seemed remastered for sure. Definitely for me, made it to- more enjoyable because, like, black and white does kind of lose me a little bit, mm-hmm. where color just keeps me engagement on a child <laughs> um, so we watched rear window from 1954 which was directed by alfred hitchcock Wait, and stars... uh, uh, mm. let's just take a moment for alfred hitchcock what? okay uh, thank okay. you he okay. is a god <laughs> and it stars james stewart and grace kelly jimmy stewart if you know him well <laughs> bffs <laughs> you know we were buds back in the day before he r.i.p'd so, a bit of trivia about this film. Um, it's actually based on a short story, but giving things away, there is a murder. Dun, 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 Alfred Hitchcock, if you, like, oh, come on. That's, like, not giving anything I away. I hope you already know that. The way that the murder happens is actually inspired by two real-life murders, which Ooh. I found really interesting. Don't and, again, we can talk about that when we discuss murder, but keep that in the back of your mind because I read about that and was like, that's kind of cool. Also, kind of creepy, Alfred, but whatever, like, float your boat um and also we just want to do quick shout out to grace kelly who i had to google because i just was unaware that she like what happened to her in life what she had a she became a princess and quit the film industry yeah huge movies Mm -hmm. movie star huge like hitchcock loved her she was in all these huge movies and she became the princess of monaco and left it all behind to be the princess as you would and then I mean, she could I don't even know if she really wanted to act anymore. I'm wondering. She was like the OG Meghan Markle. I mean, yeah. I don't know if Way there's another one. Before Meghan No. We Apart haven't had from, an American princess, I don't think. You uh, I mean Grace Kelly was an American princess. Well no, since her. Oh, since her, right. Yeah. We have an Australian princess. Very proud of her. But like Grace Kelly was much more well known. Like Meghan Markle was well known. She was But not well, really. No, she no. She was a movie star. Yes. I think Meghan Markle kind of floated around on the television shows and she was like a what, uh, was it Price is Right Girl? Uh, how to make a deal. <laughs> how to make a deal? Yes. I don't know. She was one of those girls. But, you know, respect, you got to work your way up. Yeah. And so she became the Princess of Monaco, lived 
probably a fabulous life. I mean, you never know behind closed doors. <laughs> and then she had a, a tragic death of driving, you know, because Monaco's like windy mm-hmm. and all that. I haven't actually been. I think you have. I've been, but yeah, yeah, windy. But I think I asked you when I was like looking at this being like, wait, she yeah. died in a car crash. And yes. I instantly was like, is this a conspiracy theory? Like, what happened to you? But it was not, guys. Just no. to clarify, she had a stroke while she driving, stroke. which is also awful. Awful. But she had lived a great life and she had a stroke while driving and then drived off a cliff. Went too young, though, to my opinion. Oh, yeah. Too young for the age, but she lived a great life. I think she yeah. was like in her 70s or something. Yeah. No, she she had a good life, but... Um, on that note, please note that these episodes will contain spoilers for every movie. Uh, so if you have not seen it and you don't want us to ruin it for you, this is your warning. Go and watch the film and then come back and listen. All right, so a quick plot and plonk breakdown. Again, I just took this plot description directly from Google. Um, We'd butcher it. (laughs) Shortened it as well. But this is the story of a news photographer who believes he witnesses a murder. Confined to a wheelchair after an accident, he spends his time watching the occupants of neighboring apartments through a telephoto lens, which is like his camera lens, and binoculars, and becomes convinced that a murder has taken place. This film basically takes place in his apartment as well, um, and it was filmed from his point of view, which was an interesting take on it. Uh, The genre is also horror and thriller, apparently, but we can discuss how I disagree with this (laughs) next, um, but see, what were we drinking? So the plonk for this episode was I was drinking Angels and Cowboys, and Chris was drinking an Oyster Bay, so we dove really into it right before we watched the movie. Tonight, we've got double trouble. <laughs> I had a hard day at work, okay? I needed the red. Which means, and I needed the rosé. It was already open. Both were already open, so why don't we both drink from different bottles? Um, so after a hard day, hard day's work... <laughs> Um, I always go to, this time it is a New Zealand wine, unlike last time where I thought it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> it actually is. That's right. Um, my go-to is a Pinot Noir Oyster Bay from Classic. New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Get them at all your local HEBs and <laughs> grocery stores. Um, Oyster Bay wines capture the special character of New Zealand, elegant, assertive wines with glorious fruit flavors. Just, that just makes me want to go to New Zealand. I mean, because we can't get in. <laughs> Let's talk about your room. Okay, I'm drinking. Cowboys and aliens. You know what? This is very on brand for who we are. A little bit. Not who we are, but where we're from. Because it's like, I'm not I'm from not, New Zealand. I know, but you're close. <laughs> you're close. You're, you're from close southern enough. Same, yeah. same. You're close. It's like, you know, you're from Canada. You're basically from right. Canada. Right, like, I'm not a cowgirl, but... I am drink well okay. You're also not an angel. <laughs> you know, my hotmail name or my AM name was Angel Chick. <laughs> so shut your face. I am an angel. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um so I'm drinking Angels and Cowboys. So this isn't actually from Texas, but Cowboys are from Texas. 
So it kind of relates. I feel like there's but cowboys in Sonoma. There are. Because but you like found a lot of men on Bumble out oh there. Guys. And I feel like they look like cowboys. Don't tell anybody. They're all going to go there to Sonoma and catch them all up. <laughs> you just need to go back and find them again. <laughs> but yes, this is a rosé from Sonoma County 2020. Percentage 12.5. It's a little low, but I'm okay with it. It's a good dry... What does it say? I love that you get into the labels. Lime blossom, <clears throat> dried berry, wild plum, elegant finish. I agree. It's light. It's dry. Mine is 13.5%, so I'm going to get lit. Oh, she's getting drunker. Okay, so the first topic that really stood out to us in this movie was obviously the relationship because... It's always the relationship. Yes, because in the movie it's Liza Fremont... And Eliza. Does he say Lisa or Liza? Her Lisa. name is. He her, says Lisa. Her name is Lisa. It's spelled Lisa. It's spelled Lisa, and he but keeps he calling her Lisa, Lisa. And it's. I think that's what it was then. Maybe that's the norm then. I I would like someone to tell me that. So if you do know <laughs> if that's the norm of how if it's spelled L I S A in the fifties, was it pronounced you... Lisa? I would like to know. Please tell me. I'm, I'm going to trust Jimmy Stewart and say it was. Uh, pronounce Lisa. So I just think it was wrong and inaccurate and he kept calling her the wrong name. But well each to your own. She didn't seem to complain about it. We had Lisa Fremont <laughs> as Grace Kelly and LB Jeffries as Jimmy Stewart. Do what, what is his actual name? LB. I don't know if we know. Mm. That's so what it yeah. that's what it noted him as. Yeah, in IMDB it's like LB and I'm yeah. like Lance Bass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what was your big thing that you felt about the relationship dynamic? So one of the things I noticed straight away was the is very similar, relatable, relatable from like a COVID point of view <laughs> and how relationships were in COVID and like your living situation. So basically, LB Jeffries has broken his leg yep. and he's in this apartment, and the whole film is set stuck in, his in apartment. a wheelchair. But then everyone else, and he's watching all his neighbors in their apartments. So he's kind of like a peeping tom the whole time, which yeah. you know. No, I guess he's not bored. doing it in a select- sexual way, but yes. He is 100% bored, and it's hot, and he's like, I'm going to stare at all my neighbors and Doesn't figure out what Doesn't have a TV, doing. apparently. Yeah, and then there's this scene where she comes over, sorry, Lisa comes over, and she's brought... <laughs> Like, basically, like, curbside, I like to well, go Well, no, she food. first walks in and, like, doesn't say anything. And then she's like, oh, let me open the door. And there's just this man. From the best restaurant in New <laughs> just York. Just standing there. Standing He's there been with waiting. Tray, and he has alcohol. So it's, like, delivery of gourmet food and alcohol. And I was like, wait, this guy's confined to his apartment. He's getting food delivered. The chick just is coming over. They're just hanging out in his apartment. There's so many things about me that just reminded me, like, COVID when we're in lockdown. And it just keeps happening because then all the other people are just staying in their apartments. Like, no one's going anywhere. Everyone's just, like, in their apartments the whole film. And food is turning up and being delivered in the 50s. So what you're saying is it triggered you. It just – it was just funny. I feel like two years ago I would have never made that comparison. But now seeing what we went through with COVID, it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what I did for, like, last year of my life. Yeah, and if you were in an apartment with a big window, you – Sure as hell would have been looking out, looking at other people. Yes. Like, what's happening in the world? I'm also confused by the way no one figured out, this is another thing we can talk about, but, like, no one figured out that he had, like, binoculars and a camera and was taking pictures and staring at everyone obvious. the whole time. Like, guys. Huge window. It's Which, a huge window. Remember we noted... Huge rear we... window. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, sh- 
But remember, we kind of noted in it, like, it reminded us of the friend's apartment. Like, the window. Yes. It looks very similar to the friend's And they're watching window, Ugly Like, Monica Man. and Rachel's yeah. apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yes. Maybe they took it. No. Probably. Maybe. I mean, Hitchcock, I'm sure, influenced so many things. Oh, maybe. But I'm it might gonna... not have been that. I don't know if it was that. Point. But, I mean, they were only watching one person from the apartment, but they did notice that, like, in... we're talking about friends, right? Like, we did notice, like, they knew when the fat man was dead. Like, they figured yeah. out he was dead and called someone. Poked so, like, it is similarities. But, like, basically what I got from it, like, he was in a COVID relationship with Lisa. Like, that whole dynamic of, like, people being stuck in their apartment and, like, having someone to keep them company but not wanting to commit. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I got out of this part of it is, like, it reminded me of a COVID relationship. That is all. But I do know there was, like, a lot of other things that were very annoying from, what is his name, L.B. Jeffries. Mm -hmm. Like, so background, he was a photographer. I think I mentioned that. But Lisa is wealthy. She's a socialite, right? Yeah, huge, like, socialite, very wealthy. Yeah, and he, like, pretty much thinks that, like, she's not – done anything she's had everything handed to her it's been so easy she's just like a rich stereotype to him yes and that's very like uncool and he perceived his life and his choices as like so risky and out in the world and being way more cultured and just kind of put her in a box of like she doesn't she gets everything handed to her yeah and she can't be resilient or any or doesn't want to venture. Like, you yeah. just want to stay in your little socialite bubble and get wined and dined and yeah. get your curbside pickup from the fanciest restaurants in New York. So it, like, made them want to just... he It made him want to keep them both in their own lane, essentially. Like, he had the line where he's like, can we just keep the status quo? <laughs> Which is just, like... Sounded like friends with benefits a little bit for me, but it was like pretty much you stay in your world, I'll stay in my world. We can come together when I miss you and I, I love you and I want you around, but yeah, I don't want to propose to you or marry you. Yeah, it was like we're having this relationship on my terms. Yes, and, and I she just, just was trying to convince him, like, wait, no, like I love you. I'm more than that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she does. As the movie develops, their relationship develops, where mm-hmm. I feel like he truly starts to understand that she's and a badass. And appreciate her yes. for, like, wait, she is more than, like, the cover. She's more than just a pretty face, which she yes. is. Like, we were very confused when he was saying this to her and being like, why wouldn't you, like, lock that down? But I guess he was stuck in a wheelchair and is very adventurous. So, like, he was missing his life of adventure, so he became a peeping Tom. And he was going stir-crazy, for sure. That's why he became a peeping Which Tom. Which is, yeah, the whole concept of, like, is, is he going crazy and thinking this murder happened, or did it actually happen? Yeah, that's true. They kind of, like, look at it, you don't know if he's gone mad or not. But she also believes him, like... She yeah. comes into it with hesitations, 100%. and then she's like, I'm on your side. I'm backing you. I'll. What do you need me to do? I'll go break into the apartment. Yeah, she never thought, like, he wasn't telling the truth, but she kind of just like, oh, it's probably nothing that serious. But then very quickly she was like, I'm on your side. I've got your back yeah. with you on this, which will lead us to the next topic. The murder it mystery. It is the movie. It is the murder mystery. And I'm going to start off with... This came up and it said it was a horror. This is 100% not a horror. No, I think that was a mistake by somebody. <laughs> Someone it's messed mystery. up. You have one job to, like, categorize this film and it was not horror. No. It's a mystery thriller. Mystery period. thriller. Makes you a little bit uncomfortable, but, like, it's really Some like romance. a... Is it, like, a whodunit in a way? Like, did he do it? Did he not do it? Is he, like... Right. Yes. Yes. So, 
background is that um, LB, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Peep and Tom. He <laughs> is, like, checking out all his neighbors, and he sees one of his neighbors kind of acting a bit weird. Like, his wife was there, then his wife wasn't there. But it was, like, kind of seemed like the wife and the husband had this, like, taunting. Like, she kind of taunted him and laughed at him. So you could kind of see a dynamic she didn't respect this husband in the window. It's like a it's flash. I, it was like a yeah, flash. Yeah, very quick. Yes. I honestly interpreted that that she was having a joke and a laugh, but maybe in the 50s it's like obviously a different era, so like me just making fun of, you know, Nick or something, I'd just be like, haha, JK, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how I saw it. But I think back in the day, like, that's very disrespectful oh, yes. for you to like... Again, status quo. Yeah, 1950s guys, like, whatever. And so LB was just like, that's his name, right? Yeah, LB. I keep thinking it's like LBJ, but even though... Well, it's LB Jeffries. It is LBJ. Okay, back to... Not the president. (laughs) He was watching it, and then he realized a wife is missing, and then the neighbor, don't even know what his name is, he's like, has random things like leaving his apartment, like he's packing up the bed, he's packing up Well, in the middle of the night. Yeah, creepy times. Like, creepy times you're trying to get away with it. Well, no, remember, like, he's sleeping, he gets woken up by like a scream, and that's what gets him like up. And then the blinds are down, which never the blinds are down. And then he sees him leaving from the side door multiple times with the suitcase. Yeah, with suitcases, which also I really want to discuss the suitcases and murder. But the plot (laughs) is that, like, LB is watching it and being like, he's murdered his wife and he's telling everyone he's murdered his wife and no one believes him. And Mm -hmm. so Lisa does eventually believe him based off what she's seen, but he's trying to convince his maid, Stella, love her, and also his best friend that's a detective who doesn't believe him. <sighs> Hate him. Who is the worst character in the whole... He's even worse than the, the guy that murdered his wife, let's be honest. And so he's watching him and it all, like, escalates, and then we find out, surprise, surprise, he did murder his wife. So one of the things I wanted to discuss is he getting his wife's body out of the apartment. There's multiple suitcases that apparently he's carrying her in. Mm-hmm. There's even someone that comes in from, like, and that takes it away where is the blood? Like, there's no trail of blood anywhere. It's just, like, suitcases getting carried out. If you're chopping your wife up and putting her in a suitcase in, like... Bathtub. But you still, like, you can't drain the body that quick. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Hanging her upside down and letting her drip out? Like, it happens within six hours. Like, where is the blood dripping out of these suitcases? Like, they aren't... Trash bags? Ah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> that is how he did it. <laughs> yes! I figured it out... <laughs> but I mean, it's still, I agree, a very messy job. How is he, does he have like a saw? A chain, like, how, ew. Ew. Because he would have had to like cut her up. So yes. like, you'd need like to be soaring through bones and like <laughs> in the bathtub. I, the whole logistics behind it, it was very confusing. The there should have been more evidence. He is a crazy psychopath. Yes. And he does that. turn psycho because. Which we never get motive. Oh, he just didn't like his wife. That's, yeah, but that's just ridiculous. But back to, I think, I mentioned at the start that this was based off, the murder of his wife was based off two true murders. And so I was reading about them, and one of them was a boyfriend murdered his girlfriend because she was annoying him and discarded of her body in suitcases and put them in the river, which is what happens in this. He just didn't know what to do with her head, which doesn't come up in this one. But I found that Oh, yes, because he buries something in the garden. He buries something in the garden. The dog finds, don't want to talk about the dog. And there was another murder that was a husband murdering his wife and cutting her up and, like, trying to hide the body parts, but did a very bad job. They both got caught. 
But that was inspiration Ugh, to the murder of this really lady. Because Alfred Hitchcock's like, oh, that sounds like a cool way to murder your wife, I guess. So, fun fact, trivia. <laughs> Hitchcock getting that inspo. <laughs> but, I mean, the part that really pissed me off was this detective. <laughs> Tom Doyle. What's the worst detective ever? He just didn't want to listen. He wasn't solving problems. And... He was misogynistic, which just let's let's pause for how we felt about that. <laughs> I don't know how many wasted years I spent tracking down leads based on female intuition. Oh, oh God, get out! Get the fuck out, out of this apartment! Female intuition. You don't deserve to look out this rear window. Is the key to suicide. The lock is broken. inside the Thomas. Ugh. <laughs> so how he shits on women. Yeah, his whole thing is like how much time has been wasted on women's intuition. I feel like there's been more crimes solved in real life by women's intuition and gut feelings and just knowing. We're very like observant. Like I feel yeah. like you're incorrect in saying that women's intuition led you in the wrong direction. Dude, it probably led you in the right direction. You're just a terrible, terrible detective, and you have a big ego, and you couldn't even solve this crime if it bit you in the ass. No. He, at the very end, it all came to, like, yes, this is what happened by other people also piecing it together, and he's like, oh, yeah, we have what we need. He definitely should get fired. He was yeah. not a good detective. Try another but, job. But, I mean, in the real world, did he get... Fired? Probably No, he not. probably got promoted. No. But, like, <laughs> multiple times, LB would call him and be like, we have more thoughts, we have more evidence, we have seen more. We've broken and, into his apartment and got evidence of yeah. her being dead and you're not listening. Yes, which, that was a big scene for, for Lisa. Like, she became even more of a badass when she just, like, without even thinking about it, went into the apartment to try to find, like, this jewelry that they think was there of the wife's to prove, <laughs> like... My precious. Because the ring. Yes, my <laughs> precious. Because her whole thing was, if she was really just in another city, she wouldn't have left her ring. If she's married happily, she would have her ring on. Yeah. And she found the ring, and she got found by the guy, this whole thing, but he still didn't believe him. No, because again, terrible detective. Yes. But in the end, um, they figure it out, and we'll say this, that LB, sitting in his apartment, being a creep, I'm going to say everyone can see him being a creep. He is taking pictures of the guy that murdered his wife, and, you know, he tries to hide. He's yes. in a wheelchair. So he rolls back into the darkness. It's not, like, it's not great. His apartment. The guy that murdered his wife, whatever his character is, is comes over, comes after LB because, like, he's like, you know I did it, but, like, everyone knows you do it, done it at this point. The cops are already there. And then he tries to go after LB in his wheelchair, or so you're going after someone with a disability, which is... Right. Not fair. And Albie's way of dealing with it was grabbing his flash from his camera mm -hmm. and just flashing him and then screwing another bulb in. And then so it would, like, disorient him so he couldn't... Which I understand, like, I guess when you see the light really... Like, yeah, it you kind of blinds blind you for you. a second. So I guess it was smart. He was just delaying his time because he was making noises. He was flashing lights. Screaming. He was waiting. He was just waiting for the cops to come in and save him. But then eventually he does fall out 
the rear window. Well, no, he gets pushed out. He pushes him out, well, doesn't he? Yeah, it's kind of like a Lion King scene where, like, he's hanging Scar. on and then, like, scars, yeah. like, clawed, clawed, like, clawed onto Mufasa, but then, like, lets him go. That The whole yes. thing is, like, okay, maybe the Lion King also stole this from Alfred Hitchcock. But then he falls out and he See? kind of... Inspo. He falls, like, on a cop and then he breaks his other leg. And at the end of the film, happy ending, he has two broken legs. He's still in stuck in his apartment. Lisa, but now finally he's like, but wait, she is the yeah, woman for me. He's she's like, better figured than, it out that yeah. Lisa is it. And then all the other people in the apartment building end up being so happy and they're a community. And it's really heartwarming because, like, you know, during this time they've all come together because someone got murdered in their complex and yes. no one noticed. Which we'll dive into <laughs> these different community members that we loved. So this kind of comes us to one of our, I think one of our more favorite parts, because it's like the things that really make you happy in the film yes. or like really make an impact on you, but they don't, they're not like a huge story And point. every piece we got about them, we were like, ooh. So the honorable mentions for Rear Window, I'd have to say is the characters and the names that they're assigned. Mm-hmm. So there was Miss Tor- Torso, mm-hmm. who was like the dancer that was absolutely stunning and trivia fact she actually is a ballerina was a ballerina i mean not surprised yeah, yeah so you hired and she a ballerina. has like this blonde mm-hmm. high pony and, and she's, she's like wearing these little outfits and gorgeous yes teeny and, apartment and then there was miss lonely heart oh, who i feel heart. like females can relate to a lot it was like a lady in her apartment by herself and she just really wanted to find love and you could tell by how she so was engaging alone. with yeah. you know she would set up a dinner date by herself and then she went out and met a boy and he Cue devastated back to the COVID. her yeah cue back to covid <laughs> i liked her character because it was very relatable um and you saw a lot of emotion come out of her mm-hmm. and then there was a piano man who was like the songwriter and I love at the end that Piano Man and Miss Lonely Heart kind of get together as yeah. well. That's super cute So like, they found their soulmates in murder. Yeah, so like they really <laughs> focus on a scene with Miss Lonely Heart where she's on at a table by herself and eat like pretending she's eating dinner with somebody. And it's just so heartbreaking. And then she eventually randomly decides to go to like the local bar that mm-hmm. he can also see from his apartment. And she like, you could tell she's really nervous, but she like walks into that bar. And then the songwriter, his story is like he's really successful and has all these friends and he's But they're not real the, relationships. Yeah, but then something mm. obviously happens and he's like doesn't have like a career anymore or something. Like he's drinking a lot. So I'm guessing like they maybe met at that bar or just somewhere and then like at the end she's with him at the end. It's so sweet. And in his apartment and he's playing her music and it's adorable. And one of the other characters I really liked, I think we both really liked, was his, I think it was, like, his health insurance rep that came to check on him. Yeah, he came, like, physical therapist, kind of. She, like, gave him a bath and, like, stocked his fridge with food or something. But Stella, she was... Stella. Amazing. She did team up with them and help them solve it. She was probably one of the better roles in that film where... She just had these witty one-liners. And she had wisdom, mm-hmm. and she just was smart, and, like, we no put bullshit. him in his place when he was like, oh, Liza, you know, lives in this fancy world, and she'd be like... Why wouldn't you marry her? Yeah. She's banging. Look yeah. at her. Really appreciate what she brought to the story. I think one of the other things, I know you love this, you definitely like your old-time movies, the yes. outfits. Yes. In this, I would you... love to dress like a, a old Hollywood actress any day. And so the big thing was Grace Kelly's outfits. Mm. And she came in with this dress, and it was like an offhand comment, like, oh, this dress only cost $1,100. It was a steal. <laughs> it was a steal. And I'm like, wait, $1,100 in the 50s? 
I don't even know how much that's worth now. We should probably Google I mean, that. a lot. But it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, It's a lot then. in today's standards. Yeah, it's a lot now. a dress. Yes. So, I mean, she was very high society, but she just always came in, like, glitz and glamour, like, looking to the T. My favorite was when she came in, and again, in this color movie, it was like a, a lime green pencil skirt, but she had this, she first came in with a, a matching, like, jacket and skirt, mm-hmm. and then she had this, like, silky top underneath, what I could just tell was just, like, gold. Not I literally like- gold, but... You'd seen this before, and so but I, you, she walked in with that outfit, I and I knew, something, I knew something was coming, and I was like, okay, but that I, jacket's I, I coming off. I remember that in my head, but I just was like, please take this jacket off, and she <laughs> took this jacket off. Yes, she did. <laughs> and let me just say, well, here's my reaction. There's lots of men that wait <gasps> Yes! That was what I was waiting for. I knew it was a halt. Oh. Okay, I want that top so bad. You know what you should do? I want that top for your... I want that top for your, like... I want it. Okay. I want it. Why don't you... Love that top. (laughs) Still love it. I mean, apparently you're wearing it for your wedding. Apparently, yeah. Um, (laughs) During that, Chris made a plan that it'll be a part of my wedding outfit. Yeah, and I'm going to have a matching black top, apparently. That we'll swap when we need it. But yes, it's Mm -hmm. just this... Gorgeous silkish wrapped halter top. I don't know how to explain it. Please watch the movie and appreciate <laughs> this top. But then her also, she had this other piece that you. There died was like there's two pieces that really stood out for me. I know the white top was all all you and that dress, but for me, she walks into his apartment with like a badass briefcase. So Again, cute. 1950s female walking but in with like a briefcase. Mini. But it was, like, her bag, and then in it, it was, like, her overnight bag. Yeah. And she, like, whipped out slippers well, and this, like, nightgown, but well, I'm, like... that's all she had in it. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, I would travel around with that if I had things yes, like that. Yes, yes, yes. But I was, like, oh, my goodness, this is such a badass briefcase for, like, how could he not see that she was, like, the ultimate woman, and she was more than just a socialite? Yeah. Just on that briefcase bag. It was a man bag. Amazing. And then Miss Torso in her pink bikini at the start. I just, like, want that pink bikini she now. She danced around in it. Why would you not want that pink bikini? Everyone wants it. She looked baning in it. And then the last honorable mention is the warming of the brandy. <laughs> so there's a scene where Grace Kelly slash Liza is like, I'm going to get some brandy. And she comes and out like... jackass oh, detective was there. there. But she's just standing there holding the brandy up to her boobs, just swirling them. Because apparently that's how you warm brandy. It's I like mean... you're swirling brandy in a cup. But it was like where her boobs were. And I was like, this is like an innuendo, right? Like this is 100%. She was like, sorry, I was warming the Warming brandy. the brandy and like circling around in front of her chest. So I'm like, you can warm my brandy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she looked hot, hot, hot. She warmed that real good. Yeah, I just feel like we just were like, should we be drinking brandy? Like, should we be doing this now? Have I ever tried brandy? I'm sure, but I don't feel like it suited me. Maybe it's sweet? Is it sweet? It's like an after-dinner drink. Yeah. My dad drinks it. Well, we'll, we'll have to give it a shot. We'll, give, we'll have a we'll drink brandy one night. <laughs> See how that goes. <laughs> okay, so now... Ratings. <laughs> the important part. Let's start with script. I honestly... Uh, the script was fine. I think it was good. It wasn't bad. It's three? I mean... It was old. Like, sorry. It was... Uh, like, 1950s, it was a different type of 
speaking. So, three. I'm going to say four. I love that speaking. (laughs) And I just loved all the little pieces and how we really did tie into all these little characters and we cared, even though it was literally filmed from his one apartment and it it kept me going and always has. And so I've been invested, invested in the characters and I think that has to come with script and like Stella and it's relatable. Yeah, I think with the script, because there was characters that really didn't have a speaking part, but you really kind of, like, valued them. Most of them, them. didn't. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like the script, I mean, it was to the point of the movie, is that, like, you actually were watching these characters where the script adds value, but it was more about what he was seeing. So I'm still going to rate it as a three, just because the script wasn't really there. You saw a lot more of it visually than you did actually by them speaking. Yeah, I guess I just appreciate them. I just they can't <laughs> do any wrong. In my head. Okay, next. Well, I guess maybe what I was saying ties into this. So characters. I'm characters four point five. I'm they were great. I I'm yeah, I'm gonna four point seven five. I don't you can I don't say five. I don't know. Can I? Yeah. You gotta like rate it to like what are your all time favorite films? This is one of my favorite films. Yes. So I, it's fine saying five. Yeah, I'll say five because I think it was casted really well, and you just get so invested in, like, Miss Lonelyheart. Mm-hmm. It's the characters like, you that don't have a role. you feel it. Mm-hmm. And then the the murdering husband, like, just who he was and, like, that last scene with him, like, oh, he creeps me out. Oh, more trivia. He was really creepy, and Alfred <sighs> Hitchcock based his character off a producer in Hollywood he didn't like. There you go. Oh. Not Don't know surprised. who that person's name was. Not naming names, but I'm yeah. sure there was a lot of them he could have used. Yeah. But and then yeah, love Stella and I love I love them all. Plot um doesn't have that much to it. No, I mean very limiting. It it wasn't really like you know how we're thinking like it was a mystery. It was like it was more like did he or didn't he? It wasn't like trying to figure out who did it. It was just like a did he or didn't he? So. Yeah. The level of, like, mystery pros, it wasn't as high. It didn't have a twist at the end like Psycho does. So mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of rate that more like a three. I'm going to be mean. I'm going to say three and a half just because there isn't much to it. It is very just granular the whole time. And filmed in one apartment. Yes. Next, entertainment factor. Again, Three, because it was filmed in one apartment. It was... I liked that it was that, but I'm not going to say, like, this had me on the edge of my seat the whole time. No. It doesn't have a big wow factor. Mm-mm. I agree with that. But it does get you... There are some, like, good suspenseful... When she goes into the apartment and when he comes into his apartment, it does have some pieces, but I'll say three and a half. Yeah. And I do appreciate it was, again, the 50s and how it's filmed and how he voices the other characters and, like, you really are watching something. characters mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. yeah. I think for its time, it definitely would have got people, like, hooked, which is we've seen a lot since then. So I'm going to stick with three. And then recommendation. Would you? 100%. Yeah, me too. You have I would, to. You have I feel to. It's just there's so many things in it that just seem like they influenced, you know, later industries and, like, Hollywood and, like, different things. So I would say yes, yeah. but... Also, watch it in color. It made it a lot more enjoyable. Well, maybe <laughs> the only option nowadays. I don't know. Unless you get, like, a, a VHS tape. <laughs> Wine vibe. Honestly, don't remember much about that, but I love Oyster you... Bay, New Zealand. It's, like, one of my go-tos. I always get it. It's affordable. You can get it everywhere. It's from New Zealand. 
So, wine vibe, yep, 10 out of 10, always. Yeah, I mean, I've had that Angels and Cowboys for a bit. I feel like it's your go-to as well. I mean, it's one of mine. It's one that is there. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I know I like that. It's good. It might not be, like, the best. No, I really enjoy it, actually. I really enjoy it. Just love that you're having could... a conversation with yourself yeah. about wine. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep drinking that for a really long time and be totally a-okay. So, wine vibe was was good. Okay, so thank you all for joining. Comment on any movies you want us to watch and whine about, and remember to subscribe. Bye!